Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am Brian Taylor Marshall, here with my co-permanent, co-guest host, Cammie. <laughs> Welcome back, Cammie. I'd rather be a permanent guest at that point. That's like too many things. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Anytime. So, we have our first part two of an episode. We're following up from our story of Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. I'm um, still here, from, so everything yes. went well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's talking. Um, yeah, so we're uh, a selected story from the Arabian Nights Anthology um, collection. And so now we're going to finish out the story of Alibaba and the 40 Thieves, and then we'll kind of talk about some of the history behind the evolution of the stories and things like that. So... Dude's his his best friend's dead, got sewed up. His brother. Yeah. Oh, it was his brother. Yeah, his brother's kind of mean to him though, so I don't know if they were friends at all. <laughs> oh, okay. But the, he was the rich one, right? Yes, Kasim was Kassim, the rich one. Yeah, yeah, and he's dead now. Right. And we just left off where Morgiana, who was the slave of Kasim. Yeah, Kasim's slave, who was very smart, um, and she went to the cobbler to have Kasim's body sold sewed up because it was cut into quarters right so let's start back in the thieves lair <laughs> so the <laughs> captain uh dressed one of his men as a merchant and told him to dequ- to acquire or inquire at the local city of anyone's recent death because when they went back to their lair they found that the body was missing mm. and so was more of their gold mind you and basically they knew someone had access to their treasure room. Right. And they they assumed it was just one person, though. So they just wanted to make sure of that. Um, so they dressed this guy up. And shortly upon entering the city, he met the cobbler. Because he got there right as the sun was rising. And mm-hmm. the cobbler shop was the only one open. The cobbler was very eager to tell him about a body he had just sewn together Uh recently. So Morgiana's trick didn't work exactly how she planned it. The robber ended up, because uh, the cobbler told the robber that he had been blindfolded. And he wasn't sure which house he had gone to. So the robber ends up blindfolding him. And the cobbler was able to lead the, the man back to Cassim's door. Yeah. Even after all the turning about and everything. I, I mean, he'd lived in the city for years. He probably smelled stuff. He knew where it was yeah. and that kind of thing. So the thief ends up uh, marking the door mm-hmm. and <clears throat> with chalk. And he was so excited about this that he ran back to tell the thieves about his discovery. So all the robbers end up dressing as merchants. They go into town themselves. (laughs) We're going out tonight, boys. (laughs) But they found that several doors had been marked in the same manner. Morgiana had noticed the mark on Kasim's door and marked all of the other doors in that same er uh, area. And so that first robber, they were like, you're a dumb idiot. We're going to kill you now. So they killed him. So it's Alibaba and the 39 Yes, yes. (laughs) 
And this, uh, if this kept repeating, they would have had yeah. issues, really. But uh, they wise up after the second man was sent. And he sort of repeated the process because they, uh, they knew that the cobbler had been spoken to. Mm-hmm. And so he comes in just, bef- just after dawn. Is that right? Dawn. Mm-hmm. And he, <laughs> he goes, finds the cobbler, blindfolds him. So this time, the second man, he was like, oh, I know what's wrong. He just marked this door with regular chalk. I'm going to mark the door with red chalk. And so <laughs> he does. Got him. Um, but Morgiana found the mark and marked all the doors with red chalk as well. She's playing them. Yeah, she she definitely knew something was up. So this man goes back. He brings all the thieves back with him. Look what I did. Oh, no. And they kill him, too. Right, yeah. So it's Alibaba and the 38 Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then the, the captain himself repeated the process. So he goes in. He finds the cobbler. But this time, instead of marking the house, he ends up committing the house to memory. And he and his men, all dressed as oil merchants, bring 37 empty oil jars and one full oil jar with them into town each man crawled into to a jar just outside of the town Mm -hmm. and the captain loaded the jars up and brought it brought everything into town so this is like a trojan horse situation it is exactly like a trojan horse situation yes i i don't know if this some of this was taken from sure inspiration maybe but or maybe Odysseus got the idea from this story. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows which is older? Yeah. So the the captain was to give them a signal when they were ready to strike because they knew which house they were going to now. And each man would cut himself out of the oil jar and attack Alibaba. So the captain first has to get to Alibaba's house right. and rent win his respect or, or whatever so he can stay there. So he basically goes in, finds Alibaba, begs him to let him stay at the house. And Alibaba, being a nice guy, agrees. The captain even dined with them, but he requested no salt be put on his food. That's important later. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That night, high blood pressure. <laughs> right? That night, as uh, Morgiana was doing her nightly chores, she ran out of oil in her lamp, and she went to retrieve some, and heard a voice coming from the oil jars. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with these thirty-eight oil jars? <laughs> She quickly realizes what's going on, and she assures the voice, donning the captain's accent, that she would tell them when everything was ready. She can imitate a grown man, but can't tell Calder to shut the hell up and stop going out. (laughs) Well, she gave him the gold. (laughs) She assumed that was enough, but, you know, if you offer him gold, obviously he's going to do whatever he wants. So So she found the jar that actually had the oil in it, and took a huge pot of it back to the house. Mm-hmm. She lit her lamp and then boiled the oil <laughs> and brought the burning substance back and poured it into each jar, killing the 37 men. 
So it's, it's like what should have happened with the Trojan horse. They should have just lit it on fire. I know. Yeah. That's wild. She was able to just one by one just go in flaming and... oil and then Dan's in the like the fifth oil pot and he's like why, why are they screaming? What's going on? <laughs> that, yeah, that's in my head. I'm like, what is going Yeah, what is happening that all these... All right, well, anyway, so she, yeah. she murdered 38 people, or 36, <laughs> 37 people, right? Actually, I think it is 36 at this point, because the captain right. probably counts, counts as, one, yeah. as one. All right, so she just so, murdered sorry. 36 people. She poured it into 37 right. <laughs> jars, or 36 of the jars. She then went to get Alibaba and explained the situation and took him to confront the captain who fled through the garden. So the captain like found his Good. way out and got out. Yeah, she just murdered 36 <laughs> grown men. <laughs> I would run as well. So the captain is, he doesn't just give up though. He's now playing the long game. He buys some wares. <laughs> You've got so much gold, you need to retire, man. Like, go <laughs> go away. There's a murderer servant out there who can't sew. Right. <laughs> but can kill unabashed. So, yeah, he buys some wares, and he sets up shop in town. Okay. And he's disguised himself somehow. I, I would think, Alibaba's seen this guy twice now. Right. Whatever. Uh, and it happened to be one directly across from from Alibaba's son. He befriends the young man and quickly realizes who he is. Mm -hmm. He had no idea at first. It was just sort of as luck has it. The captain began begins bringing presents to the boy and inviting him for dinner. The boy, wanting to repay the kindness, but being, you know, just starting out with a shop, he's too poor to do so, he speaks to his father, and they both agree that on Friday they will have the man over for dinner at Alibaba's house. The captain refused the invite, saying he didn't eat salt. <laughs> Alibaba went to Morgiana and asked her not to put salt in the food. She thought that was very odd, so she went out to get a look at the man who didn't eat salt. She immediately recognized the captain that Alibaba couldn't recognize, right. even though he had several conversations with him. But she recognized him for who he was and devised a plan. She... <laughs> I love this. Yeah. She dressed as a dancer, and when dinner was over, she danced over to the captain and to Alibaba and to his son, and they like gave her coins for dancing for them and blah, blah, blah. Right. But then to everyone's horror... <laughs> She pulls out. She pulls out a dagger. Oh no! Yeah, and jumps into the air and stabs the captain in his chest. What the hell? Yes, Morgiana. This really should have been Morgiana in the Forty Thieves. Yeah, Morgiana murders thirty-eight people in less than twenty-four hours. Oh my god! I thought she, I thought it was gonna be like, and then she snuck some salt in and killed him. She no, she, she just jumps in the air with a dagger and stabs him in the chest. Yeah. God. So everyone's, of course, horrified. She quickly explained that she was protecting the boy and his father and pulled open the robber's shirt to reveal a dagger that he himself had. Mm. Alibaba was so grateful, he had Morgiana marry his son, and he shared the location of the cave with the young man. And they lived to enjoy their gold in moderation. Wow. <laughs> yes. She's my new hero. Yeah. 
She just freaking did everything. Like, oh my gosh. If it wasn't for her, like... <laughs> the whole story a, would have been like Alibaba found a cave. She, I mean, she reduced the population. Like she, I mean, that's a lot to do. It's it reminds me the joke, you know, the, the Uncharted games, the Nathan yeah. Drake games. People joke. I mean, those are fun Indiana Jonesy kind of games. But like in the end, you kill like five hundred. And they're rated people. Team. Yeah, I know. And and so you're just like solve you solving puzzles and getting treasure and killing like four hundred mercenaries from the Balkans. But it's okay because it's you know like she just. But it's okay. She married Alibaba's son. I, that that was interesting. That is really really interesting. Like that you that didn't really follow the normal stereotypes. That no, not at from all. These stories. Because you yeah you would expect that Alibaba yeah or his son or his son or, or yeah she again like I even expected her to you know like put the like salt poison in yeah because women poison right. They right. don't stab with daggers. Not Morgiana. No. She... <laughs> I thought like it was going to be like salt on the dagger. No, just cold steel in his chest murder. Wow. Um, so we talked a little bit about like the the origin with the very hard to pronounce name. Um, about how that kind of talks about why the stories were collaborated. Um, Shahrazade. So this... The, the Arabian Nights, the, the Thousand and One Nights, um, as what it's, uh, I think, more formally known as, uh, it, it is this really huge collection that dates back, uh, I, I think, like, the 7th the century, um, or sorry, the 9th century is kind of where the, the first references to this thing called A Thousand Tales, or A Thousand Nights is called, and it's it, it does kind of come from... Uh, it was a collection of stories from Iran, India, uh, Persia, even Greece. So you, you can kind of see where we're talking about this area, like around the Mediterranean and West Asia. Um, and, you know, we've talked about how Aladdin is um, Chinese. Like, he's a, he's a Chinese character. Um, right. Although, but he's dealing with sultanates. Anyway. Oh, they. I think they added that later. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I read that. Even, I, I think the name was actually changed or some of the names sure. were changed as well okay to, to that would fit make more sense. in this world right so um yeah i so I, i'm getting i mentioned it last in the first part uh i'm getting like oedipus vibes or, or things like that where it's this well-known story that someone's just kind of now said let's write it down let's put them together and so uh what i've sort of seen is that there, there were like there were there were a few times where these guys wanted to collect these stories. So there were these. Um, let me see if I can get these names even like remotely right. Um, in the ninth century, uh, there were these guys, these Arabic writers that did want to kind of collect um, these old stories. There were only four hundred and eighty though. And like I said, so at first, I, I'm pretty sure there are a thousand and one now. But at first, there was just a handful, and they just kind of added that to make it sound really cool. that's 2002 nights, if there are 1,001, if she's stopping the story halfway through. Oh, wow, yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe, I guess if she begins the next story, oh, there, sure. yeah, yeah, maybe it would have to be 1,000. So, um, but yeah, it goes, it's, it, there, there's, uh, a lot of these tales were folk stories that date back, um, I mean, into the B.C., um, there's some really cool, like old Persian and a lot of Indian elements that were included, uh, and it's it's really funny though because 
their setting is almost always Arabic or, or West Asian. And what's funny is that that's not really... So around the 18th century, that the 17th century is when a French writer first was like, hey, I'll write these in French. Um, and in the 18th century as well. That's actually the Scheherazade, the, where we get like the Wikipedia article where I read her name from or okay. tried to. That was actually, her, that way of spelling her name and, and calling her that uh, came from an 1801 German reference of her. And oh, so, wow. So yeah. it's, it's not, so, that wasn't her name or we don't know? It is her name. It, it's, I, I won't try to butcher the words, but it, it comes from a Persian name. Okay. Um, and it, it, so it, it, that name does have like a really rich history to it. And it, it is, it, it is like a part of it. So, but, but I, it's definitely been like Westernized in a lot of ways. And, and a lot of these stories have been Westernized too. Um, but I mean, they're, they're really popular, uh, especially like when you see things like Aladdin, like Disney's version. Um, so, coming through the medieval era, or late medieval era, 17th century, 18th century, um, that's where it really got popular in Europe, and there was like an English translation that was done. Um, what's kind of funny, though, or ironic, is that they fiction during this period, from like medieval to 18th century, really wasn't popular in Arab, the Arab world, and especially, like, they report that um, even in the Arabic versions, like, they're there was uh, grammar mistakes and just misspellings that wouldn't have been used by popular writers from that time. Um, so they doubt, I, I think a lot of it was that like the stories were almost like written in a non Arabic world, not necessarily European, but then were kind of like transferred later. But in the end, um, they, there's now, the, the way we, we know it, the 1001 stories. And today, they're super popular. I mean, when I started doing my research, I, I found, like, nothing but a bunch of, like, crappy Flash YouTube video animations that were <laughs> that were these stories. And so... I watched a couple of those to see which one I wanted to I do, know. which story yeah. I wanted to do. Right. And, um, but yeah, like, uh, so Wikipedia talks about this great thing, uh, um, the Sufi teaching stories, which is sort of like Islamic mysticism. And it's mm. essentially, it's like, folk tales like that fairy tales that we know of where it's the little red riding hood you know don't let wolves eat you i don't know but it's it's those the stories that are right. trying to tell your kids it was mostly just don't let wolves eat you make sure you pour hot oil if you hear it talking um <laughs> stuff like that so it's it's or a, enjoy things in moderation yeah i know don't be a casm right um but yeah so it's it's a weird it's this huge amalgamation of a ton of different cultures, stories. Then it kind of got like filtered from the French writer, or this French dude, sure. and then it got refiltered because even some of those stories were like translated back into Arabic, and so like it's it's wild. Oh, weird. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like it it went through several different iterations, and so it, I mean, like I said, look at how we have Aladdin today. That's mm -hmm. Uh, the the tales of Aladdin, Sinbad, um, and Alibaba are the those are like the, the kind of the popular ones, right. um, and those predate the collection, but the collection is now, the you know the, the Thousand primary Nights. That's source, that's basically. what they are. Yeah, so it's really funny how it kind of made its way in that way. Uh, they that's don't really, really stand on their own. Yeah, I know. I'm really surprised I didn't see like Hercules or someone thrown in that mix. I mean, that dude's everywhere. Like, like literally, 
but I mean, maybe I just didn't look hard enough. Well, well there's a lot of stories to go through, so I, I don't know. fault you for I that. I know, yeah, I know. I'll start watching the really crappy YouTube videos. But yeah, so Thousand One Nights, a lot of rich like history there, but had this really weird warp later. Um, it's kind of funny how it turned out, but yeah, I, I really that was I really liked your story by the way. That was a Thank really you. good like. I to I too love murder. Transiterate it. I know. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> gosh, that was that was really cool. That was a really fun way to mass to murder. Put it. Really. I it it really was like a massacre. Like yeah. I I don't think that's like. If I had a son, I wouldn't want him to murder someone or marry someone who's capable of murder on that level. But well, um, she did it. She can defend like herself. Family, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they certainly can't defend themselves. I know. So they need her. You yeah. Know? Jeez. All right. Well, guys, I think that wraps up today. Um, I hope you enjoyed these uh, wonderful tales of murder. Um, <laughs> I, it's very easy that we'll revisit this. I imagine like Sinbad or Aladdin is the next one we focus on. Sure. So maybe we'll we'll visit that real soon. Um, let us know if you guys would like that sooner than later. Um, if we can't think of anything else. <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening to Mystery. Again, you know you can always hit us up on Facebook um, or at mystery at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing with ratings and reviews and all that good stuff. And uh, we will catch you guys next time.